turned out to be completely unreliable asshole. Hey, Tim. Hi, Ryan. And hello, everyone. Hello, our, our friends and listeners to episode 14 of Dismembering Horror. Yeah. And what is this podcast all about, Tim? Oh, you know, it's just like two pals palling around watching some scary moves and just, you know, talking about Well, as far as talk we see about it, our, that fun scary moves vibes. We 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 <laughs> dismember horror. We say what worked for us, what didn't work for us, and anything noteworthy. And oh. we are two filmmakers, so we're coming at it from that angle. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. I get it down. This is episode yeah, 14. Yeah. Get it done. The teens. Yeah, mid, yeah. Mid-teens. And this is our last episode of our... Ever. Of our no. uh, Japanese horror. Oh, yeah. Japanese horror. Yeah. And we went way back to some... A tra- not traditional. An older one. Yeah. 1964. Four. Four or yeah. five. I kept seeing it listed in... I got 64 both. down. I don't know. Um, yeah. How did you like watching an older film? Because last, I, I think we left off last episode where I'm like, we got too many in the 2000s here. I, it, it's, it's cool. I, I, you know, I think sometimes you forget what was kind of going on, you know, like the aesthetic and like the film techniques and just sort of the, just, it's a totally different vibe mm-hmm. to get into a movie from the 60s. Yeah. Regardless of what genre it is, it's just like you're you're suddenly transported into a totally different time, and you and you feel it in all the, all the ways. Right. So it's really cool, and I kind of had forgotten that that's what we're like about to get into. And the second it turns on, you go, "Oh right, this is gonna be that thing. That that's a different thing." Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think about why why I was so excited to watch an older film, or generally am, I guess, with horror horror too, and it's. It's because, like, I realized thinking about it, it's as as something gets older, it's less, uh, it's not a word, recreatable, you know? It's, it's less recreatable. <laughs> as something gets older, it's less recreatable. Like, while everything, even if it's new, <laughs> is always going to be unique to the time and you can't recreate, yeah, like, yeah. a 2012 get, movie. Yes, like, I know what you mean. It takes you on... can try and you can rehash and you can kind of, like, yeah. be derivative or whatever, but you can never really capture that thing right. that that existed in that its aura time. becomes yeah. stronger. Yeah. So it's like even if we watched a horror movie that we watched five years ago that was made five years ago, I could probably watch it more actively now just because the actors are different. Something about it, like it crystallizes more for me. That's cool. So, yeah. and and so and because new movies from the nineteen sixties are never going to be made, I think that's the extra excitement there for me. Nice. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. It does. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. And like how how what you said about Asylum, I remember, was like, this movie is a snapshot of a certain oh, kind God, of it film. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Well, I felt um, with Onibaba a couple of things like... Oh, wait, what is the film we're watching? I already said it. <laughs> Just right now. <laughs> All right, folks, with that lead in, yes, today we are talking about Onibaba. Yeah. So I think before we even get into what worked and what didn't work or whatever, I think we need to address the big que- what what I would feel like is a big question for this movie. And and as I looked stuff up, it's debated online as well between critics and whatnot. But I I'm not sure that I would say this is a horror film. I was going through that too like I think, um, I mean, I was going to bring this up later, but like, I think I was confusing it for, um, 
quite on when I love just vaguely being aware of Japanese films, which I looked up afterwards mm-hmm. is more of like an actual ghost film. Oh, cool. And this one, you know, but it was on, we found it somehow through horror. Oh, list. no, it's most certainly listed under horror so all over the place. I am so going to, if, if I'm going to take, I think we can dive into that yeah. as we go along, but I think just on the surface, did you feel like it was a horror film? Yes. That's okay. what I landed on. Cool. Great. And I have, I mean, I have reasons that I could justify, but I, I would say I would side more with it not. I, here's, can, this is what I landed on, is it's, is it's intention to horrify. That, for me, constitutes a horror film. Okay. Yeah. And I certainly felt that way, like, way more than any slasher movie like or whatever mm. by the end well look i'm i am not gonna i'm not gonna plant my feet in in my saying it's not horror right now <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm i'm, I'm maybe pretty, we'll, can we yeah, check up we, with... yeah at, let's check in at the end and see if uh if i've leaned one way or the other that's great <laughs> well having said that um can you give us a summary oh. okay yeah sure okay um in uh, feudal Japan, arbitrary feudal Japan countryside. Um, two two women, a mother and her daughter-in-law, are fending for themselves and staying alive by actually killing, um, mostly soldiers who come through their territory, and selling off their belongings to stay alive and when the mother's son's (laughs) compatriot or when their neighbor yeah sure their neighbor comes back and they realize that uh, and he tells them that her son is dead it sort of sets off this triangle of how are we going to survive what's important um are we fucked? Are we not fucked? Do we want to fuck? Do we not want to fuck? Right. And through the inner workings of that, some pretty like insidious or malevolent behavior or thoughts start to arise. And that's, I think that's yeah. sort of it. I guess the, for me, the bigger, while that's like the, the jumping off point, the instigating thing when he, he gets back, what really the story really takes off for me once the younger woman starts yeah. seeing him. Yeah, that's true. You're right. That's sort of the... That's the crux of the conflict, at least. Yeah. 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 Um, Which was interesting to watch play out. Cool. Yeah. Um, How do you... How would would you rate it? I... I think it is firmly worth renting. Um, In fact, I would say that... Sort of, again, going back to whether it's horror or not, I think it, as a somebody who likes movies at all, like especially if you are just a general fan of film, you should watch this movie. And so I'd say rent it for sure. Like spend spend that spend those dollar dollar bills. Yeah, I think I was. I think after we watched it, I was leaning towards rent it. But now the way it stuck with me, I'm leaning more towards like they released it on Blu-ray Criterion. It'd be okay. one I'd be pretty happy it is. to have on my shelf. I saw it. I thought it was just DVD. Nope, I saw I saw the... Really? Um, uh, I saw it listed as a Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. We had to watch it on DVD. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could only find... Right. The... If you're having trouble finding it, so did we. We, we um, But we did track down a DVD of it, and we hope you can too. Because, hey, I'm saying buy it, so that means you should at least watch it. That's pretty pretty high praise. Well, I think it's... As I'm it, not saying it's undeserving. I think it's good. Well, should we get into why and move into what worked for us? Yeah. Yeah, we should. What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? It worked like a charm, Smith. What worked? What worked for you? Great. Yeah, I totally get why it's... Uh, a five-star Criterion movie. It is Whatever. so pleasing to look at. Oh, my God. Should we start? Like, I, yeah. I think before, I don't even want to get into story stuff. I just want to just over, like, 
on top of that before we get into it, just just talk about the composition and film yes like, the beauty yes, of, yes, of yes. how this movie is made this is literally and this will it will transition us i think into yeah. story stuff for sure i'm not i'm not kidding but... i'm not i'm using the word literally literally because i know people throw that word around but i think it's it's one of the best shot films i've ever seen or even recently or i could say my personal favorite like I, Dude, I want to like I'm... inject this in my DP's veins, you know, this film, <laughs> like it's so, Absolutely. it's so gorgeous. Well, and it's, it's stunning. Doing, it's doing things to its benefit right off the bat. I mean, just, just the setting creates some really beautiful, um, I mean, cause it's, so it is black and white, obviously. And a lot of it is shot in a deep focus and so you're kind of seeing everything in frame but by putting um by putting them inside these this grass this tall grass you get this just contrast everything mm. is contrast right you've got the light side of the blade of grass and the dark side of the blade of grass in every single one of those shots and you get the depth of that even though it's enclosed right you get this oppressive feeling and this like sort of for me at least like grass is like my heaven right it, and it, so you get this this you get even within the literal uh the 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 literal what am i like the grass the actual literal grass space, yeah you are also getting binary contrast mm-hmm. right you're getting and metaphorically well, you're getting that right yeah you, how it made an open space a closed space right i mean that it, dude that is such brilliant like and it made me think is this landscape something that's very common in japan or is it or did they choose a very specifically uncommon thing to to have this movie take place mm. with and i i mean i don't i don't know yeah I mean, you've seen you've seen that stuff in other movies that that landscape in right. other movies. So I assume it's pretty. Well, from, from the get go, it, it too, it just maybe you know you, we kind of are in the habit of going, oh, we're sitting down to an older movie. It's not going to be shot as interestingly, and even just in terms of I'm shaking of, my head violently, right. <laughs> and, and, and even just in terms of like what the camera can do in its literal movement. Uh. Yeah. This it was they had crane shots, dollies. Mm. It's just so interesting. Like the camera was so oh, active. Yeah, there's some there's some really beautiful just little dolly like short dolly slides inside of the hut that are are they're very um uh what's it called when your when your camera movement is um uh what what not active camera um what's the term i'm thinking i of? don't know observing or... uh no not active <laughs> well can uh, i give an example of one of my yeah, favorite yeah. uses because i've wrote down a few and coming off of yeah what you're saying the moving camera the tracking shot so after she after the older woman sees the younger woman together with hachi for the first time and she like runs out and sort of like has a little breakdown. She goes and hugs a tree. Oh yeah. And so the camera first it it like tracks into her uh, her hugging the tree from afar, center framed, mind you, which was really you know that's something to do. That's a bold choice doing center framing. Um, so it tracks into her hugging the tree, and then and then crane tracks up to the top of the tree, mm-hmm. like once we've reached her. Um, that was a beautiful shot that stood out. So yeah, there was a few examples of center framing, which is, yeah. you know, a bold choice. And then the opposite of that, rather than, you know, uh, following the, the rule of thirds kind of thing, they would do extreme yeah. side left and right frames. Yeah. Like there was really th- that cool was, stuff. Yeah. That was all over. Um, but I remember one at the, that was sort of towards the end when the woman and the younger woman are having a face off. And one of them's in the way top left corner, and one of them's in the way bottom right corner of yeah. the frame. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> so I neat. and it's so it's so it creates such an unsettling and and you know I complain a lot about things that take you out of the movie, 
um, I think this the, when you have composition that's that extreme, I think I would initially go, "Ooh, you probably shouldn't do that because it's going to take somebody out of it." That that is not the apparently not the case. I it just enhances your your sort of underlying feeling uh, about what's happening in that mo- yeah. moment. As- I mean, assuming it's executed well, but this is. It's serving the storytelling right. so well. It's just so cool to me. There was just a, a few other shots that stood out to me. Well, there was the, um, the ongoing, you know, blades of grass, but we had the slow-mo blades of grass mm-hmm. or if they were whatever it was. But it was it was a specific speed of slow-mo too you know it's when you think okay slow-mo is more than just the effect of slow-mo when you're using it it's how slow you're choosing is plays a big part in the effect that it's having yeah and also sort of how you play around within the filming of it if you are changing your frame rate when you film it or if you're or, or if you're doing the slowing down in post right so you can you can mess around with that on the day and there are, I think, many examples of post slow mo just looking bad, mm-hmm. right? And it stands out, and it bothers me. You mean we, that jittery effect slow mo? Yep, that yeah. I'd hardly call slow mo. Yeah, that's a yeah. Time. I don't. I mean, it's a stylized. Well, do you know what thing. I'm talking about? The, do you remember the speed of this slow mo? Like what kind? I of, don't know how you would describe. Well, it. just do. Did it have a certain effect on you too? That was unique. I think it. Yeah, it just. It, it it was oh it was hypnotic I mm-hmm. guess more than anything like it didn't stand out to me in any way but I just felt like I was being sort of put into a trance by the first 30 minutes of this movie yeah and then there was a moment when I I wish I remember exactly what was happening I believe it was oh, it's when one it's oh shit I think it's when somebody is running i mean they do there's a lot of running around in the, there in, is in actually the grass there's in this a lot movie, of running which, in the grass in this movie <laughs> which i love it's more than half yeah um shit should should we let's get let's get into what worked right oh wait did we, we even not announce no yeah no we did we do that already yeah what oh, you, okay you, you threw me off God, I, I don't know where i am i'm just Okay, well, okay. I have one last that I specifically remembered of, as far as the shots, I mean, in it that were examples of how well it was shot. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the very last one that I have down was um, when they see the samurai fighting and they know they're going to get them. You know, they know they're going to kill them for their clothes or whatever. Uh, the ones that go in the little, not river, but the little creek or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you see them seeing him with close-ups of their eyes, and it cuts to those close-ups of their eyes really quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's not just typical close-ups. Like, it's there's something kind of, like, interestingly framed with the, one of them with the, both of their eyes, and then the other one, it's, like, more framed just around one of their eyes. So it was just yeah. a neat, just a neat choice. And just showing, like, okay, it's not this this typical, like, evenly framed eyes and then eyes. Two eyes, one eye, both interestingly shot. Well, I th- and I think this is this is what you should be doing when you're making a film. <laughs> yeah. You should be saying, okay, just for this example, you don't go, well, we need two close-ups. And so a close-up is framed this way, right? You don't do that. Know, know that there is sort of uh, a, a, a common usage of a close-up and framing and, and like where the camera sits, you know, for that particular shot. Know that, but it's more than that. Know where the camera goes in the close-up for this particular moment and this particular character's face in mm-hmm. that moment. And make an adjustment if there is one to be made around that. You know, it's like one of the dudes needed that close up to be, you know, kind of canted and, you know, both of his eyes, her eyes, yeah, or, or her eyes. Yeah. And the other one needed it. Like it says something about who that character is. Yeah, it's the, it's triggering their they are about to kill like they're seeing their target. It did a better yeah. effect that way. Yeah. And so I know that it's, it you know, and, and partially this is why I like making movies is because there is 
endless minutiae. And you can go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole about that. But making decisions based on things that 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 enhance the storytelling visually is fucking fun and exciting. And when you see a movie that clearly is directed by somebody who knows way more than you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking exciting. So, yeah. I mean, I really like this movie. Um, You said, let's talk about how well it was shot first. Actually, I wanted to say something before we talk at the way ahead of things that worked for us that <laughs> okay. I think would have been helpful. Okay, great. Which could have been helpful for this, but it was just... <laughs> It was as interesting because it's something that worked for me, but is outside of the film itself. It's just in the credits of the film. But the there we aren't using their names because they're actually credited as woman and younger woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm yeah, saying that for the sake of our our podcast here. That, yeah, that's how we'll be referring to them as. But yeah, it, because the dude has a name, right? It's Hachi. Hachi, and then the the person they sell stuff to was like another oh. Yoshi, Yochi or something oh, else shit, like that. Yeah. But anyways, that. That really worked for me because it highlighted the um, the central conflict of it, of just this sort of yeah the jealousy of yeah. the older woman and the younger woman and having oh. their their who <laughs> they're being referred to as like a stage play refer to that. Yeah, and you know this could very easily be a play. Yeah, no question. So it, it's well, I think that's why I wrote. That's the top thing I have for why I think it was like a five-star movie is it's a prime example of so of how when done well less truly is more sure yeah you know yeah yeah you don't need to you don't need to go crazy it's it's like three people stage play essentially single location essentially yeah yeah uh and the and what that allows you is just the conflict to just be so strong and just right you're trapped inside this world with them Mm -hmm. and like anytime you have a triangle of people that's usually what you're going to be going for right like you know it's always two against one at any given point yeah and it was it was neat how it played out because like i didn't want her hooking up with the sleazy guy you know like (laughs) you mean the young girl yeah yeah but then but then as soon as i was like i get it no but then once i once (laughs) what's and then they started to i was like Oh yeah, no, totally. Like, yeah, yeah. Like so I saw at first the world's at war and you're d- in desperate times. Right. Well, what I think it was was get an, to fucking. And this was the question, <laughs> right? Totally. Yeah, and that's why I was with her as she became the more central protagonist. Sure. I was yeah, sympathizing yeah. with, um, you know, as the the older woman went more demony. Right. Um, but I was wondering, did you see it as when the um, when the neighbor came back from war do you think that he had any hand in the son's death and that he could have been lying in order to sort of make that happen in order to take uh, his wife yeah i mean yes sure i mm-hmm. don't think i don't think it matters i don't think there needs to be an answer no i know and that's why um, i think it was an interesting just question to have placed in our heads though yeah that's why i bring it up yeah um I sort of, I think it's, because of how this this story is set up, I think, you know, it, it's purposeful to not, to, to make that a question mark. And I think that you're making it a question mark through the, the older, the mother's eyes. Mm-hmm. And be, by doing that, you get to go through kind of what she's going through and being like, and, and get that, that suspicion and, and maybe paranoia or whatever it is to think do do is this guy okay or not like and i think just setting it up as that and leaving it unanswered not even like there's only one moment when i think she mentions like well maybe like what if he killed my son and what if he's not trustful and then they kind of leave it be like it's 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 she doesn't clearly leave it be well i mean she doesn't older woman i don't think she's going after him with that in mind she generally distrusts him. Yes, that's true. She distrusts him, but I don't think she goes so far as to say I'm motive. I'm, 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 you know, pissed off at this guy because I, because I firmly believe that he right. killed my son. That was something. It's just, yeah. a, it's, a, it's just a, it's a possibility in the ether of that world for for her, and I think that is not every question needs to be answered in a good movie. 
mm-hmm. it's really well character sort of driven and you know where the character is coming from and and sort of like what's going on in their minds or at least to some degree as as much as you can that often i think is more important than answering the question totally that's and that's why it worked I, it's for me it's so good that's and yeah. see it's that worked for me so well that i was just curious just to talk about yeah, it you know yeah. as far as i maybe if thought. i had if i had to make sort of just a, a judgment like based on the movie do, <laughs> do i think he killed the son no yeah i i, 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 I no i don't think so yeah i think he just is a dude who came home and was like yo and he even says this at one point he kind of is like <laughs> yeah look um you know it's just me and that hot young girl like that. We're the only ones around. Yeah. And the mom, the mom is sort of like, well, I'm hot. I mean, like you could have me like, why don't you take me? And he's like, hey, girl, you know, you're the you're, um, you're old. Why would I do that? <laughs> uh, God, you, you just made me want to go to two different two different things. I had. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Well, I'll, I'll go to the, the, the first one I was I was going to say was no, was, don't was go to the second one. The second one. No, the first one. Di- well, you brought up the dynamic of the three people and on top of that i it's it's very rarely seen or i mean it sort of takes an almost i guess a feudal kind of uh setting or an apocalyptic setting almost where you have the kind of a survival situation that's what i'm Mm -hmm, getting at mm -hmm. when you see a survival situation so you have the relationship be between a few people where they dislike each other or distrust each other yet are relying on each other right so it was super interesting that first scene where he comes back and is like scarfing their food and it's just like a given we give our our neighbor food Mm -hmm. yet they aren't yet they aren't all jiving right yeah there's sort of there's like baseline yeah kindness and then and then there's everything else. right with outside of a survival situation that yeah. animosity would be big enough where they'd just be like f off you know yeah, totally but also i think i think there's an important reality to this dynamic that that the mom i, I think the mom understands much much more critically than the the daughter-in-law and that's that they're doing okay the two women are have been surviving but barely together. And this having this guy around helps them. If right? He, like if, if it, he's it, actually it, catching fish and stuff, yeah. That's right. Yeah, and so I think that her understanding that like there is a level of desperation to their situation. And so it's almost like I think part of her motivation to not want the daughter to hook up with him is to not rock the boat, like not like keep things kind of status quo. Right. I mean, she says that I don't I mean, that's that's absolutely a big part of it where she says, like, I'm afraid of her leaving. What will I do? I can't. Right. right. For, I, she's she knows she can't survive all on her own. Or right. Be... Which I think is interesting because pretty soon after that scene, she does go kill on her own. Yeah. And so it's sort of like, oh, but you can. That's cool. Um, you you mentioned um, him rebuking her mm-hmm. when she made the advance. Um, I re- I thought that was really cool as far as um, showing something about her character, the woman's character, in that like we'd normally think maybe we'd see uh, like a strong reaction as far as something more visceral, but she. But her just sort of being, um, her acting tough and, you know, it was like, come on, da, 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 mm-hmm, you know? And mm-hmm. then as soon as she does, as soon as she is rejected, just kind of like carries on. Okay. Whatever. I think that that is a strong reaction or it's not a strong reaction. It's, it shows, it shows a lot about her character as far as like, she's actively denying softer emotions. She's, yeah. she's that kind of person. She isn't going to show her, her tender side uh, or oh, you know she, so that true. she's let she down. Never really does. That's why that tree shot that I brought up earlier so was such a big deal because that's the only time she, she we see her visceral reaction. Yeah, and how that she's keeping a lot in, and she's keeping it in by having the sort of very like this is how the world is. This is the rules of the world. Yeah, and, and this is my role as an older woman, mm-hmm. right, or a mother, or whatever. You know, it's sort of we have these. This I th- I think the ca- the characters are very much like 
painted with a, you know, kind of a single brush, right? On the surface of like, you know, man, mom, young girl. Yeah. Right? And that's a surface thing and that's that's fine. But the interactions and the circumstances show us that they are more than that. And and in in a way they're they are fighting against the single brush stroke of who they are, which is a really cool, I think, kind of setup to to sort of have your characters. What do you mean? How is each one you mean well, each like one the is gir- fighting the against? Girl, st- the girl is the girl. Right. And the girl is not supposed to go have sex with a man. Mm-hmm. And she's supposed to be subservient to, you know, the matriarch. And, you know, there are all these rules that define the girl. And, and the man and, is kind of a bumbling, like, yeah, fool. Yeah. That's right. So the man, like, no, none of these three characters want to be what their title, like, what their sort of right and the matriarch should be what they should be the matriarch character would be like the loving forgiving one when she's right jealous they're all like fuck no i'm not this i want to go do this other thing yeah (laughs) which is cool because it's sort of that is that's how people are no no one is life like i think about this all the time i'm like how come i don't know like how come like when i used to do acting stuff i'd get pegged for certain things i'm like Dude, I am not that person. But whatever, that's just what people. That's what their their initial first glance sort of typecast whatever thing are going on. But we experience that just as humans all the time. Mm-hmm. And so to sort of take those two things and and slam them into each other and depict it in a way that we can, I, I like. I don't think you watch this movie and have an intellectual thought that this is what's going on. You just go. Yeah, that's what it's like to be a fucking human. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, it's so, it's so sort of, ironically, because this is an older movie, but it's so refreshing to see characters that subvert their own, like, basic character, or their basic character definition. Mm-hmm. And go, nah, like, I don't want that. That's almost just a good lesson it's as far as, like, yeah. um, you should... What if you can if you have a character and you can define them by caricature or archetype, right. and that's your starting point, then you make the whole movie about how you show that they aren't that. Right. <laughs> um. Well, kind of just just to sort of keep touching on if we are going to keep floating onto the horror movie or not. You know, mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I think we're part of that sort of hesitation to call it that can come in is because calling it a fable or folk tale feels more accurate. Yeah, but I don't I think I don't think that is accurate when talk, cut, talking in terms of genre, because in film we don't really have that as mm. a, there's there's no folktale fable sure. you know section. Yeah. Maybe on Netflix there is, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know no, this that's is the true. video store because like it's it's a morality play. This totally. is what you get. This is what you get for saying I'm going to hell for seeing this guy. You know that's sorry. That's the younger woman talking to the older woman. You right, know, like when it, it it ends with her, you know, ends with this as a sort of morality play of, of the ending of the no, mask. D- no question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she I puts mean, on I, puts I on the mask it. to scare her. Yeah, it's so good. Exactly. Um. Uh. What else? I had well, a... I have a couple. I had just kind of little tiny things. Um, set set design is really good. Um. Little little moments. There are a lot of little kind of peekaboo moments because mm. of the setting where people are like looking around a corner or like popping up out of the grass or whatever. And it just, it's just charming as fuck. Like I, I just every time it happened, I kind of was like, oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the you know, and the and and I guess you know the pit and the presence of the pit. Yes. That's what I was it's just gonna. So important. How I was just gonna transition from saying like any question, it's a horror movie, is saying like from the get go though, this was a horror film for me because of the pit. What was that opening okay, quote? Okay, so the opening with? quote is the whole, the whole, deep and dark. Its darkness has lasted since ancient times. So good. Right? It's just like and that's that's just what it just is a it's. It's a title so, at the beginning. It's so, you know, <laughs> pun intended, deep. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
it's heavy stuff and that's what i was saying as far as you know when done well less truly is more like you didn't it's a whole and then and just coupled with that quote and that i'm, I'm getting into yeah clearly something that worked for me the whole at the beginning of the yeah. setup the, the, the sound of the wind uh, and then seeing yeah. the whole just sort of clearly from those different angles just as a whole you know i'm like okay this is this is why this is a and, horror and, film like, and the yes exactly and the fact that this this whole lives in an environment that given the direction of the wind you can't you do not know it's there (laughs) right like so nature is sort of a part of this world and and almost dictating the 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 danger or or lack of danger your your ability to sense danger and that's a really cool eerie setup to to get into right off the top where you just are like oh shit like you know somebody's going in that thing mm-hmm. and that knowing that that's an eventuality primes you instantly and i think that t- i will lean a little bit more like that is a perfect tenant of a good horror film mm-hmm. so and so you know <laughs> how how the whole uh what did you think of the ending her jumping over it screaming i am not a demon <laughs> Right or no? She's like screaming, "I am a human." Yeah, I'm yeah. a human being. That's I'm what a, she's I'm screaming. A human being, yeah, and she jumps over the hole. Presumably, probably falls in. It's not answered, right? Yeah, this movie is, which is why it's a good ending, <laughs> or yeah. one of the reasons why yeah. it's a good ending. There, the uh, sort of like we were saying a second ago about not answering whether or not he killed her son. The movie is a lot of sort of posing a question and then not answering it Mm -hmm. because you don't the answer is not important the yeah it's it's what the question causes the people to think and do that's like what i'm so good what what, i don't feel like we see that a lot well i think that's i think that's a a tenant of a good movie is when you have um and this is i'm sure i'm sure i've said this before in our show but it's like when someone says, what's your theme? I do, you should not be able to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> you should be able to tell them themes it explores. Sure. You should be able to tell them then questions it asks, it poses, mm-hmm. but does not answer. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what that's what it communicates to, to, on that level of gut-wrenching contradiction. It's right. part of the human experience and reality of, you know. It's so true. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, will, I will wrap myself around a tree not not in the way that she does but i just mean figuratively um if i start to get fixated on why a certain thing is happening like in life or whatever or in the story and i'll i'll spend all this time trying to figure out what the answer is and a lot of time you have to step back and be like it 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 does not matter what the answer is the, the sort of the exploration of the question is all that matters. Right. And so let's explore that ending a bit because I loved okay. it. I was thinking like when I'm thinking like that ending, it, it had me you know shook in the best of ways mm-hmm. as an ending should. And um, I was trying to think why, why? And then I mean, I mean, kind of my jumping off point to that is if you sort of I, f- I forget who said it, but the idea of there's two kinds of horror, the mm. kind of horror that's um, that's the external threat. And then the kind of horror that's the that's in that horror is inside that you have those well in this case the demons like you're capable of yeah the evil on the right. right evil on the inside or external evil sure and this was a case where it was almost a mix of both but as far that's as right. but as far as that ending ending her saying you know I am human I'm not a demon that was that's that horror of you know demons aren't necessarily external absolutely like of of. I mean, it's that horror of screaming for help and not getting any, you but know, again, it's 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 I, I'm so maybe I'm maybe I'm pulling this out of the movie, but I don't think so. I think this director is incredibly fucking good and smart and knew exactly what he was doing. It's, again, kind of a binary. It's her saying her her behaving like a demon for the last hour and a half of the movie and then having the that uh that reality 
that is that is in her actions something that she that is inside of her right and then having the mask and having the mask pulled off pulls that demon or that sort of the the metaphor of that demon like her actions out to her outside right because you you know we and you know having that inside outside thing that contrast of it's sort of like it's it's high contrast, right? Well, Inside, outside, dark, light, right. you know. In, I think that is thematically used throughout this movie with, like, the most amazing precision. It's that horror of when she she finally puts, or not finally, but, you know, when she puts on the mask mm-hmm. and we're thinking, you're, we're, you know, I thought that I was like, it seemed supernatural. You know, I thought, Oh, maybe this actually, cause when it happens, you're questioning, Oh, is this a dope ghost coming back? Is this a real demon or whatever? Mm-hmm. But then when you realize it, her, it kind of shakes you as far as, Oh, that doesn't mean it's not a real demon. Like right. her putting on the mask and yeah. acting out in this way. There's the demon. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I did. So did you then when, when the, the masked, there's a term for this. Uh, what's the translation? Onibaba is... Um, if we're talking about tracking uh, oh, supernatural d- uh, things, can we save d- that for things of note? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so when the... You know, this is the Onibaba. Let's just call that. Yeah. Call it what it is. So when the Onibaba first a- appears after the the guy wearing the mask has died... So when if she, you know, the the young yeah, girl yeah, yeah. is running, she's running through the rain. I think, oh no, the first time it's not raining. I think there's like three, right? Yeah. So she's running. She doesn't know it's coming, and it like rises out of the shadows, and blocks her way. Did you in that moment not immediately think it's um the the old mother? Uh, I mean, this is exactly what I said. I, I saved for things of note, but we'll, we'll oh, talk about oh, it. Oh, I, I thought you were—I thought no, you were no, referring to something else. I, okay, so yeah, no, no. To, I I was questioning it. I thought that this great. could be. I thought wh- the way it moved, I thought was clearly supernatural. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I was getting to some larger point here. What the hell was it? I don't know. You're excited about it. Well, maybe we'll... I mean, I mean, we could go on, but I feel like this pretty much covers it for me for, you know, things oh, that worked for me. Have what I, I was going to yeah. say is the moment that happens, for me, the rest of the movie is a horror film. Mm. Like, right on board horror. So, whatever that means. You You're know just... what I mean? It just is, because you have, you have this sort of haunting specter thing like it it moves into a a sort of a different plane and then when you find out that it's her that it's the mom if you didn't already know and they have their the fight itself inside their their hut or or whatever their whatever their home um that is really fucking like intense and scary in in a way that i really like and then the fucking getting off of the mask is that's like body horror, like oh, something right. that I personally just fucking love. It's so like it's how, like hitting all. You you mean how her face was messed up and like just the just the the whole act of trying to get the mask like how off she had to hammer and, it, off. dude. That was so like thrilling to me. Like how it was hurting her to yeah. have it take it off. Clearly. And yet, and yet she's like screaming like get it off at the same time. Mm. It's so fucking good. And to see her how she's ecstatic about it finally being off yet we are seeing how yeah. it's now physically, you know. Yeah. It's like you took off the mask to reveal her real mask. Yeah, her her <laughs> scars or yeah. warts or whatever was left behind. Yeah. Burn marks, I Damn, don't know. Damn, good. Um, I mean, super quick, this is about it, but just, hey, I really loved the music in it, both how minimal it so was. So minimal and so uh, so pleasing. I was like, right. why didn't Juwan do this? <laughs> right. He said, <laughs> to translate, he said, why didn't Juwan do this? Yeah. Which I was just watching again, some clips of it. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, that's a total side note. Anyway, if, if you're, if you find Juwan, Tim, we thought it was bad Juwan, how much music there was into it. Oh, no. If you look at the Hindi dub. It's literally wall to wall music. Wait. <laughs> anyway, back to back to Onibaba. 
I have so many questions. But back to Onibaba. It was more just like, I didn't want to forget about it, uh, you know, showing you later. That is hilarious. Um, (laughs) So the music in this film, though, Onibaba, like, from from the sort of, like, jazz at, like, 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 what do you call that kind of, like, not acid jazz. 60s. (laughs) Just fucking Starting off. But then there was was one where, like, during it, where the the violins were just... It, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I mean, it's not just a score to have something underneath. Yeah, it was used <laughs> when it had to be used. It was very yep. effective. Great. Okay, should we move on to the next section? Can we? Um, I I have one other thing. Okay. So many nipples. Right. So this was a. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm glad Tim that I had that under things of no. I'm glad you just no, went no, ahead. That things that, that worked for that me. That truly if i'm being honest for me. if i'm being honest yeah <laughs> um yeah well i mean it made it real yeah like how all, casual also, they were it also leads me into our next session section okay well do you want to say why that worked for you because i just said it made it real aside well, from just being full nipples on display and how wonderful you know on a no on, nudity on a 10 year old level i love boobs okay on a film level, it just is like, dude, this is the world that they are in. Yes. And that's important to know and to be like, yeah, man, you're wearing it like one dude's wearing a lo- like a loincloth. That's it. That's all yeah. he's got going on. And the, and the women are wearing their t- very light and beautiful looking, comfortable little robes. Right. Which I want so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well i uh i second but that but yeah Both. it's world it's to me it's world building it's sort of like dude chill the fuck out it's this is where we are i second all that that you said i love it all right things that didn't work for us it's not ready yet seems to work okay no something important's missing what did not work <laughs> okay so on the boob note, the second the the mom, her boobs came out, I was like, this woman is like 25. <laughs> like, I was like, she's maybe 30. Like, the actress I was is like, like, yeah, probably like mid 30s. And I was like, I... and it, so, so it was hard at first for me to sort of, and I, I think I said something halfway through the movie. It, it, it just, I was like, they've put some makeup on her, but once... Did you look up how old she was when filming? Oh, I didn't. I should. Well, I, I, mean, I just, I, I, I initially had a hard time getting behind this because they say it like twenty times early on, old, like you're old, old, old yeah. lady, get away from me, oh, oh, ugly old lady, and I'm like, she first has of a all, big she's streak of gray hair. Yeah, I'm like, first of all, she's not ugly, and second of all, she does, she's not old at all, man. Like she doesn't seem well, old. Well, I me. mean, what I said to you when you said that during it was, I'm like, yeah, but we're talking about feudal Japan here. Yeah, like you're yeah, either and the diff, and I, I get behind that. The difference between you're either old or you're young. Right. Yes. So that's fine. I just initially, I it it was one of those things that kind of I was like, right? Am I gonna buy this? Like, do I? Can I? And like, <laughs> you know, they keep saying she's really old, and she is not. Right. I mean, I mean, in so comparison, but no. Well, it. her performance actually, yeah, brought me right back around to it. She she's really really good in this. Oh yeah. Um. So you know, whoops. <laughs> back in things, things that, that worked. worked for us the acting well that, sh- that should have been a given yeah things that did not work you know what tim i really didn't you said you were coming up with didn't try to struggle to come that up. was my one i didn't have anything the only thing that i put down is not has nothing to do with a film it's sort of yep. what i already brought up which was just the circumstances and my um expectations going into it mm. where i think i was confusing it sure with quite yeah. which i'm like um which we haven't seen either but is more of a i think um an actual ghost story or it's cool. a compendium it's an anthology of ghost stories okay. anyway so i thought and I, I think you heard this in our last podcast where i'm like oh you know up to something ghosty with we haven't seen Obi mm. baba mm. no you know so well, so i just sort of had yeah yeah but you know okay you demons know, maybe a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um but uh so so i just was sort of watching it kind of waiting for stuff to happen that wasn't happening um Anyway, it was it was one of those examples where like having 
knowing nothing about it both help and hurt my viewing experience. Yeah, kind of for me too. Or I guess what I thought I knew about it is what was hurting it. Um, But I mean, I got over it. And I think that's why I was saying too, like why renting it, um, why probably upgraded from rent to buy for me was just that initial Mm, viewing experience was like, okay, is one of those, okay, now that I know what it is, I can soak it in even more. Yeah, you make a good point. Now I'm sort of feeling like from if you're if you are a filmmaker or want to be a filmmaker you, you should buy this movie <laughs> i mean when um when i went to the first video store that thought they had it but didn't have it he was like oh yeah we have Oni baba like yeah he's course. like of course we don't know. Yeah. we're 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 the <laughs> we're for a video store in la <laughs> what do you think um, no. what we don't have it he was very nice and i thank him very very much um that's great but yeah in a, a cartoon version yes maybe that's what i, what I heard um, uh okay. i i, I no, you know what i i do have one other thing what what i have one other thing this really did not work for me and i feel bad kind of saying it because you know i don't want to offend anybody but why they gotta be beating them clothes so hard <laughs> <laughs> like they were like they're they, mad at those they clothes were needing them dude they were taking big pounding sticks and just pounding them clothes those wet clothes yeah take it easy on your clothes that that's the only way to dry them right <laughs> or I don't clean know. them i have no you idea you beat the dirt out of them i guess so man they were really we need given, to look up feudal japanese clothes, um what for washing techniques <laughs> i bet it's effective but man i felt bad for them clothes <laughs> clothes if you've seen it which i hope you have because you're listening to this you know what we're talking about okay let's do things of note okay cool things of note (laughs) this should be interesting um okay well since we already brought it up just sort of and, and since I had said, like, watching it, I kind of thought it might have been a more overtly supernatural film. Mm-hmm. Um, so just thought it was interesting and oh, noteworthy to track that's in- to track what possibly could have been supernatural at any uh-huh. given point, which is what I was doing. Uh-huh. So, like, first we have the demon showing up, which is we clearly see as someone in a mask, but that could still be supernatural totally. because we don't know what his face is or we don't know if it could be somehow the ghost of the sun it could well yeah actually that was my initial thought i was like it's it's her it's her son it's her son it could have been anything but i i think if i were if i were to sort of uh what was dramaturgically pick Mm -hmm. this apart i guess i think that guy is a representation he's a metaphor for all of the soldiers that they've killed Mm. that are in the pit you know the bones at the bottom of the pit. Oh, cool! I didn't think of that. That sort of is the the like metaphorical I, vibe I got. I from don't know him. though because what he represented more, I think, had something to do with him saying, you know, he was the most handsome man in Kyoto, and how the woman had never seen something truly mm. beautiful before, and then the sort of irony of that he can't take off the mask without ruining his face. Well, that's interesting. I I have a whole. St- which I pathway of thoughts around that. That's one right. aspect to it. But go on, go well, on. Well, that's all I sort of uh, registered as possibly supernatural too. Of kind of like a mask you can't get off. The sort of the sort of um, the curse of it. Yeah, it, it being a curse, and then also the um, most handsome man in Kyoto. Something about that seemed maybe more fable esque, as we already said. Yeah. But at the same time, just you know, slightly not not like supernatural, but extra natural you yeah parent you know um and then and the next which this was the thing that i already mentioned and said we'd save it for but the older woman who we learn is the older woman like when when she first appears in the demon a mask mm-hmm. i'm like how she she was literally like floating over to the girl yeah. which now knowing it is just i'm sure it's just sort of how how the younger woman was perceiving it yeah. or almost like well, how it is from within, her perspective in, in the grass i think there's sort of I, I felt like there was leeway to be like you know she, she's she's just moving in a weird well way. i settled on it was for effect i mean they definitely yeah. had her on wheels or something or yeah. a rope you know whatever god but uh that was like the lighting <laughs> in those scenes there's some cool lightning effects yeah oh, there's moment like how 
precise they are with getting somebody in full shadow moving into light and then through the light back into shadow is really so that was something that worked for you beautiful for me yes (laughs) um okay so i kind of going off of what you're saying i took it in a in a more like um i guess undertone or thematic way in that I think this move. So this is a big question I have. Wait, her flying over? No, or... no, no. The um, the the the, the, the mask, mask, the 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 mask soldier. Yeah. So this movie, this movie is made in you know sixty four, sixty five, whatever. It came out in sixty five. Um, <clears throat> and I'd like to. I wish I knew more about the director, just sort of his like history or whatever. I have a few little tidbits about him. I'll save. Um. Okay, I think that, that you know maybe I'm I'm gleaning this, but this movie I think is a Seven Deadly Sins movie. I'm just looking at you like <laughs> explain. Okay, you can probably say that for any movie, right? In a way, you could be like, oh, I could find the Seven Deadly Sins in in this movie, like uh-huh. people are depicting them. Young but woman I feel being like, accused of lust. I yes, I feel like this one it's it's a little more right on right on. Go and, down the and list. That makes me think that maybe it is lust. The the girl, uh, wrath, the the um them just them killing people, uh, pride. The guy with his mask, um, gluttony. You there are two scenes where somebody like chows down. Um, it's it's. Hachi when he first yeah. comes back and then later when he has uh he's gone to the the guy who you trade for right stuff, right what, what else he brings back birds and the girl the young girl eats two of them she like grabs yeah. the other one and she chows down it goes so, so gluttony uh sloth there's a whole scene with Hachi like laying around and napping in the middle of the day and being like man and he really doesn't do anything Mm-mm. almost at all like he just sort of waits to get laid um <clears throat> Greed. I think the 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 traitor guy is sort of the closest right. I can come to that one. Collecting or his of, treasures, yeah, yeah, hoarding his treasures. Yeah, um, envy is it's quite obvious to me. The mom envies just this whole situation yep. of not being the young girl. Or jealousy, or yeah, jealousy, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm pulling that like that. That's just, but it. I think that like I could say I could I, like in other words I I don't know that I could say that the filmmaker had that intention that they literally said we're gonna go through the de- the sins I'd almost say that probably is not the case but I think they were at least aware I th- I mean maybe or maybe that's just who we are right I think that's um I yeah I I don't think it was intentional because i think it's an example of like what i was saying how when you have a conflict that can be so clear you're probably you're pulling out a lot from a single thing Mm -hmm. and you're seeing all the ways it manifests you know and i think that this was just like yeah because it was done well because we saw the conflict in all these places that it was going to show up in a lot of forms so um, I guess I just I think what makes me go down that road too is is sort of the idea of the demon and the pit and it just it, it to me it's very evocative of a lot of those the, the sort of stories around the sins you know like yeah. Dante's Inferno and like all the you know whatever um, so maybe that's maybe I just that's something I you know well it's a neat it's a neat into way, or I, th- whatever. I think it regards as a neat way to track. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, well, if it's all about like kind of, um, uh, reprimanding someone for being sinful yeah, and how that in itself is a sin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the ultimate sin of this, you know, film as right. far as it being a fable, you know, maybe it was helpful to see it manifest in all these forms and yeah. they're, they're sort of the seven official right, right. ones i don't know <laughs> according to some guy uh onibaba translated literally means demon hag yep just wanted to mention that Saw um that. and it was you know actually like an old fable story originally it's what it was based oh, cool. on 
Uh, I have here from our Wikipedia that it was inspired by a Buddhist parable um, called Bride Scarring Mask, hmm. translated something, or, or Mask with Flesh Attached, Ooh. in which a mother used a mask to scare her daughter from going to the temple. She was punished by the mask sticking to her face, and when she begged to be allowed to remove it, uh, she was able to take it off, but it took the flesh of her face with it. Jesus so pretty, <laughs> pretty straight up. I mean, not not straight, but you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ones. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So we I, and I, I don't. Did you mention the director's name is? Yeah, Kanito Shindo. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's so good. And the tidbit that I had about him, you know, they had a, a, you know quite a bit of trivia for him. He was a hundred. Yes, that was the last one I had. Would he? He can <laughs> no. He continued working as a scriptwriter, director, and author until his death at the age of a hundred. <laughs> Dude, right? that's amazing. He directed 48 films and wrote scripts for 238. <laughs> Many of his films feature strong female characters. I dig it. Yeah. Um, I like this guy a lot. I, I, I admire him. So, I mean, those are all the things I had down for things of note. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, no, 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 no. Because no, if no, not, no. Oh, um, we no. should circle back to... No. To... Yeah. I'm good. Do you feel this should be on a horror shelf at the video store? Yeah, yeah. No, it should. It should. I think what I just... I, I The middle of the movie does not play as a horror film for me. But the bookends of it... Well, not even the bookends. The opening and basically the last act right. do. So, that's... It, it, it yes it yeah. is in in a lot of ways like european horror structure or even just film structure they have a very long first act um this didn't have that but like it's just a different sort of way to to structurally pull it apart right um so fine but i think it is a horror i mean i think when you get to that ending yeah totally it just is right it's just not scary like you know i had sort of a because of the other j horror movies we watched mm -hmm. i think i was like wait but this is <laughs> way different <laughs> and so it took me a minute to come around and even right before we started talking but now that we've kind of talked it out but i mean as far as any of the ones that we watched as far as getting me on a gut horrific level the most this <laughs> takes the cake yeah, I mean, I still really don't like body hair, so <laughs> X-Day might have it for me. <laughs> um, do you have any recommend? Oh, I have a cobweb continuity. Shit. It's so dumb. She throws a rock at his door and the door falls off and then he opens the door like in another take. It didn't fall off. It <laughs> fell through. Oh, okay. It looked like it fell off. Hey, now. <laughs> I just want to like Kanito get Shindo your ire. Was on it. <laughs> Yeah, you're just looking <laughs> to raise my ire. Um, yeah. Okay, we're done with Onibaba recommendations. Sure. Um, I I was watching, you know, some some horror horror me movies in October. You were just chomp chomp chomping up on the Excuse that me. horror. Yes. And I watched. Have you seen? Did you see? You did you see Kevin Smith's uh, Walrus Man movie Tusk? Tusk? No, I saw the first, the first horror, whatever sort okay. of of his. He's well, doing a trilogy. Yeah. Of... So so no, Tusk is the first one of the of the True North trilogy. Yeah, the True North trilogy. Oh, so the the one, Red State. Red State is That's not different. That oh, was that was. I thought that one was in there. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So Tusk was the first one. Right. So my recommendation is the second one, Yoga Hosers. Oh yeah, with his daughter, his right? daughter and yeah. Johnny Depp's daughter. That's right. Yeah. I. I I was you. It's a horror film. Yeah, I Full mean, on. it's. <laughs> I don't know what else you'd call it, <laughs> and that's kind of what I loved about it. Cool. And so, why I recommended it is because I know you're a horror fan listening to this, and because us horror fans, why I love horror, people have their different reasons, is because it's, it's if everyone else looks left, I want to look right, mm -hmm. and this is one of those films <laughs> where like. I was I was you know kind of borderline recommending it to uh, a friend of ours, and uh, he, we were talking about like Tusk as a jumping off point because they're very similar just as far as kind of tonal vein, and um, and he said I kind of you know read about it and it was like 
I don't need to see this. And then in referring to both Yoga Hosers and Tusk, I'm like, you're right. No one needs to see these films. (laughs) But that's precisely why they tickled me so much. That's funny. Like, it really is. I I just think it's so beautiful when you have something that's so just, like, from the deepest specific, like, place of some, like, Kevin Smith is a weird guy. No doubt. Like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like the the best of us and the rest of us, right? Um, so well, just... he, well, I think what's great about him is that he embraced, he's just like, dude, this is who I am. I'm going to do my thing. And yeah, he, and he, you know, has gained enough success to do that. Right. And these it's movies great. are super low budget, but there's such, there's such passion on display yeah. in them. And like, he loves his, his, you know, those kids so much. I, and it was just so stupid. It was so good seeing something <laughs> so stupid, That's awesome. you know, refreshingly dumb and, and just that that you could tell his, his love was in it so much. So I, cool. I thoroughly enjoyed it because of all that yoga hosers. Nice. Well, my recommendation is, um, I was re-listening to our, uh, our strangers pray at night episode. And I got a little guilty. I felt a little guilt over how harsh I was about the writing and looked up the writer who's this guy, Brian Bertino, uh, along with another, there's, two writers on Strangers Pray at Night. And I kind of trashed them both. But so Brian Pertino has done some really good stuff. And I mean, one of the movies that I like, horror movie that I've, of the last few years that I've liked close to the top of maybe five or six horror films I've seen is a movie that Brian Bertino wrote and directed. So, you know. It's called The Monster. It's 2016. And it just, it's its great. And so, I haven't seen in, my, in my shitting on Brian, <laughs> which I think was, uh, look, I'm not taking it back. Strangers Pray at Night is not well written. But, support, you know, he has made a good movie. So, go watch a good movie by him. The Monster. The Monster, 2016 really good great i'll check it out um so next week uh well it's actually something we uh saw in theaters and now we're going to be releasing the episode of. yeehaw uh we hope you <laughs> saw it too because you know you know we, we you pick must out... have you must have <laughs> we pick out these ones that are even hard to track down like onibaba and x day we both had to rent on dvd but we <laughs> hope you see both of them yeah. but yeah we went and to see halloween 2018 <laughs> and uh well we we dismembered it yeah we did yeah it was fun man yeah it was cool seeing um well i guess we'll get into it then yep so until then you can find us at dismemberinghorror.com yep dismemberinghorror dot, uh dismemberinghorror at gmail and at instagram and I guess Twitter is at dishorrorpod. Whenever we do an Instagram post of a release, I link it to the yeah. the Twitter. That's yeah. the most. We've I need done. to I need to work a little bit. You'd on be that good Twitter. at Twitter if you liked it. I, I do. I just I I just don't get into it. Yeah. I just read shit. <laughs> I don't interact. So I'll get I'll get into it. If you guys start interacting with us, I will interact back. So yeah. Rest assured. Great. So um, uh, we yeah. ho- hope you've seen Halloween and we'll see you next time. Yeehaw. Bro. Let's do it. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>